Hello, my name's Patrick, and I'm a Scream Queen. I'm a Scream Queen? And so are you! <laughs> Hello again, my beautiful screamers, and welcome to another episode of Scream Queens, the podcast where horror gets bent. This is episode 66, and tonight we're taking a look at the new PG-13 thriller, The Possession. And then we're going to we're going to hang out in the 3D section of the theater with Paranorman. Okay, guys, I'm sick as a dog. I'm running a fever. I am hot. I am cold. I am tired. I, however, needed to get a show out to you. I know you've been waiting for one, and I need to get one out to you anyway. I cannot rest properly until you get a show. Unfortunately, I do not have the energy to do a proper show, so I decided that episode 66 will be a bit of an experiment. It will be Scream Queen's No Frills, and that's Frills with a Z. You know, probably doing this in one take with as little editing or fudging or anything else, as I can possibly do. Just give you a core show, no voicemails, and um, next time it'll be that much better. But I don't want to have you guys waiting any longer than you have to, so um, I don't have much chatter to chat about except I'm sick. That sucks. It stinks when you're this kind of sick, and when it, at the same time that it's so humid out, that having to go outside makes me want to throw up. It's just awful, 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 awful. But I did want to check in with you guys about a couple of things. Like I promised I was going to. First of all, as far as workouts go, before I got sick, I was doing really well. I haven't started the Body for Life program yet. I'm kind of in the pre-stages of it, trying to figure out where my starting weights are going to be. But that's all clinking into place. As for smoking, I have not quit yet. However, I have just been cleared for uh, a study a quit smoke study using acupuncture through NYU. So not only will that be free, I'll be getting paid for it. And when that starts, I'll keep you guys posted. That much said, oh, I'm sweating already, so let's just start the show. Hi. Hey. You're late. Kiddo, you ready to go? I'll have him back Sunday after lunch. Just healthy food, okay? No pizza? I'll give you $5 if you don't tell your mother. Make it 35. <laughs> Dad, you need dishes. Dad, look! Look, I'm a nighty. <laughs> cool. Daddy, can I get this? Whatever you want, kiddo. Something in there. Well, that's weird. There aren't any seams. What does that mean? I think whoever made this didn't want anybody to open it. feel funny. Have you noticed anything odd with Emily? No. Why is the box so important to you? Don't know. Just his. Slow down. Em. Slow down! I have no idea what I've got here. Hebrew inscriptions. It says Dybbuk. And where are you? It's the Hebrew word for demon. What does this thing want with my daughter? The spirit is the taker of children. Yeah. Mommy, you are mine. Once a box is open, 
People die. So that was the trailer for The Possession, the new PG-13 thriller from the same production, uh, from, Ghost Cal- from Ghost House Productions, which of course is brought to you by Sam Raimi. Now, I always have to put up a red flag whenever these Ghost House movies come out, because everyone's like, oh my god, Sam Raimi made another movie. No, no, he didn't, actually. He just produced it, and I don't know how involved in the production he actually is, because these, in my mind, equate with those... Because in my mind, I equate these with those, you know, Wes Craven Presents movies, which were all terrible, and just had his name on it. But this was okay. The Possession was okay. And I've said before on this show that I don't know how you can bring anything new to the Possession genre. You know, it's all been done already, and it's been done a hell of a lot better, and it was done best the first time, to be perfectly honest. But what helps this story along, it's got a really strong cast. You got um, Jeffrey Dean Morgan as the father in this, who is hot, and has got pretty eyes, and that, of course, is going to give him bonus points in my fault, in my point. Now, he's the father of, this, of two girls, and he's divorced from his wife, but they share custody of the kids, and his wife is played by Mrs. Kevin Bacon, Kira Sedgwick, and she's a huge pain in the ass, but, you know, since they're divorced, she's kind of supposed to be the pain in the ass, but can I say her face? Girl, somebody pulled her too tight. Girl, uh, she already had that wide mouth thing anyway, but now it's like that wide mouth pulled way too far, so it just looks like her head is going to split open in the middle. Ooh, Kira, you need to relax. You need some relaxer. So you got the two of them, and you got the two daughters. Like I said, they split custody. And while the girls are off with him for their weekend, their first weekend in his new house, they go to a garage sale. At the garage sale, one of the girls finds this box with strange Hebrew carvings on it, and it calls to her. She asks to buy it. He buys it for her. Badness ensues because that is not just some ordinary Jew box. (laughs) I'm sorry, it didn't come out right. It's not just an ordinary box with Hebrew carvings. It contains a Dybbuk. And you can tell by the trailer, a Dybbuk is a Hebrew demon. And I have to say right out of the bat, when I saw the trailer and I saw that this was about a Dybbuk, I was like, Ugh. Didn't we learn anything from the last Dybbuk debacle at the cinema? And you know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the unborn. Because that was Horrible. Memorable only for some extreme Campbelltoe action. And, well, to be perfectly honest, when I saw it in the theaters with the, with the meetup group, I thought it was horrendous. Since then, it has become one of the best unintentional comedies I have ever seen. At least in my head. I haven't verified that. But this actually fares itself okay. 
Um, but I'm getting ahead of myself. Sorry, it's the it's the Dayquil talking here. But um, it's not long before the girl. You know, the box won't open. It's not long before she gets the box open and lets out what's inside, and what's inside goes all into her. You know, you, there's no surprises here. You know exactly what's going on, and she starts to freak out, and then people start to die. Okay, yeah, all right, got it all in the trailer. Now, most of you probably already made up your mind whether or not you're going to see it or not as soon as you saw the trailer. I'm going to think a lot of you said, I'm not seeing that, and I totally understand that because this is not great. This is a decent rental. Or if it pops up on cable, you won't be disappointed. But paying 12 bucks for it, eh, not that good. Uh, like I said, the thing that really pulls it together are the performances. Uh, this, this family unit works, even though it's shattered. I believe all of them. I like the kids. I like the parents. And Kira Sedgwick, she's got a new boyfriend now. I think his name's Philip or something awful like that. I forget. Might be Brett. Yeah, I think it's Brett. Yeah, it's Brett. Uh, He's an orthodontist, and he's perfect. And because he's perfect, you have to hate him. And he is a real prick. He's such a perfectly pricky prick. And I have to say, when he meets his demise, it involves, not surprisingly, teeth. In the most gross way possible. As in, his teeth start to fall out. And then he starts pulling his own teeth out, and I was screaming because that is my recurring nightmare. I always have nightmares about my teeth falling out. So this was like, uh, I was, I was, I was not happy with this scene. I had to put down my popcorn and take out a pre-moistened towelette and blot my face and my crying eyes. Now I do have one other thing to report about this movie, just because. It turned me into an 11-year-old boy in several circumstances because, like I said, this girl, before she becomes possessed, part of the possession process is her becoming obsessed with this box, taking it everywhere, always having it on her. Now, when she goes back to live with her mother for a while, whatever reason, she leaves the box at her father's, which leads to tons of conversations about the boxers. Be like, Daddy, is my box Okay. Nobody better touch my box. Don't let anyone touch my box, Daddy. Keep your hands off my box. Yeah, 11 years old. <laughs> the other addition to the cast, who, the, 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 the um, rabbi who comes in to help out with this, is the, the, the rapper dude, Matisse Yahoo, who's wonderful in this. He's really good. Like, it's one of those roles, it, it could be played for laughs, and it's not. It's played seriously. There are laughs involved, but they're totally in line with the character and the storyline. They never jump out at you like, okay, that was a har-har one-liner. And I appreciated that. The special effects are okay. There are lots of moths for some reason. Lots and lots of moths. I guess that's really scary if you're a wool sweater, but, you know, there's lots of moths. And when is Hollywood going to know? When are they going to learn, rather, that at this point... Whenever you put on, based on a true story, in your tagline, we don't believe you anymore. Because this one I'm watching and going, this is really highly unlikely that this is based on a true story. Especially since, you know, the actual ending of it, which is left wide open by a sequel, for a sequel, I said, is this the part that's based on a true story? Because is this, is this part really happening? Because I don't buy this at all. But anyway, the possession, you can do a hell of a lot worse. You know, it might be good to take your niece or nephew to or something like that. 
and hold your head up high and say you did okay. You started down the path with scream, scream queen dude. And that's that. the one I am needing to talk about, the one that is deathly important for me to talk about, is the new 3D animated feature, Paranorman. I wish I had been able to talk about this two weeks ago when I wanted to, but I couldn't. The audacity god said, no, Patrick, no. And I hope that you have gone to see it in the meantime, because this movie deserves to be number one, goddammit. This movie deserves box office and lots of it, so that there is a Paranorman 2. And if there isn't, I'm going to blame you. So, as we heard in the trailer, Paranorman is about Norman, who's a very special boy with a very special gift, like a certain other young movie star of days past. He sees dead people. And as a result, he doesn't fit in very well. Everybody thinks he's weird. He's that weird kid. Yeah, I know none of us can relate to that at all. Now, this town that he lives in, it turns out that their entire history, their entire What's the word I'm looking for? Tourism, their commerce, is based on their witch hunting abilities. Yeah, 300 years ago, there was a famous witch hunt there. And the witch, uh, a local witch was hunted and killed at the town of Blythe Hollow. And now, they've, they've, it's, it's on t-shirts, it's on postcards, it's got witch bobbleheads. It's witch, 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 everything. Now, what the town of Blythe Spirit does not know is that that witch, you know, that one that they hung 300 years ago, well, it turns out she left a little curse on Blythe Hollow. And it turns out that weird kid, Norman, he's the only one that can stop it. So it's some pretty serious shit. Now, when this movie came out, there is a review in a local paper. It said something on the lines of, it's cute and everything, but... It's just too scary. There are so many images in here that are just horrible. I can't imagine what market this movie was made for. Why can't they make why can't they make nice movies for children anymore? And then the thing that got my attention is like I can't imagine any child wanting to see this movie. And I put down that paper. I stomped up and down the subway car for a while, going rah, 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 banging on the walls for a little bit. And then when they took me away, um, you know, they gave me a probe. And then when they released me, I sat down and I wrote myself an email to that editor. And I said, I was that child that that movie was made for. When I was nine years old, this would have been the best movie ever. And let me tell you something, in 42, it's still pretty fucking great. And I'll tell you why it's great. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, it's charming. Yeah, the animation is is beautiful. But the two things that really sell it for me is that the the message of it, this whole anti-bullying thing, this whole be yourself thing, it's not 
heavy-handed at all. Like a lot of times these kids' movies, like here comes the message, wa-boom, 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 but it's so lightly peppered throughout and just kind of danced around that it's nice. It gets through without, you know, a submachine gun, so to speak. The other thing I like is that it does not shy away from the dark stuff. And I just don't mean the scary stuff. I mean the dark stuff. Now, because there's something here I'm not going to spoil because it is important. Uh, important? It is important to the story. But when you learn the history of the witch, the true history of the witch, what actually happened is horrific on several different levels. And I was shocked to see it in a kid's movie. And then I said, okay, I applaud you for putting this in a kid's movie. This is, this is real. That is something that would have happened. And so I gave him credit for that. But then at the end, when the witch's curse is really raining down and Norman's going up to battle her, holy crap, they were not pulling any punches there either. That bitch was playing for keeps. There were things that she did. I said, holy shit, that would have been deadly. Not like cartoon deadly. Like, that would have tore your ass up. But you know what? Paranormans. Norman's stronger than that. He's, he's awesome, and Paranorman is an awesome movie, and you should go see it right now before it's out of the theaters, because if you don't, I'll kick your ass, because you know why? Paranorman's got some balls. The movie's got balls. No, I take that back. No, Paranorman's got nards. Big, hairy nards. And the other reason I wanted y'all to see this is because there is something, and I predicted in my original recording, which of course I can't prove because it's lost to the ether forever, is that there's something in here that the religious right was going to lose their minds over. And as of three nights ago, they just have. There's a character in this. Turns out that big um, football jock playing guy that you see in the in the um, in the trailer, who who Norman's sister is trying to woo during this whole like zombie laden adventure. Turns out at the end he's gay, and they just present it out there like, bloop, there you go, and it goes on. Norman's sister invites him to a movie, and he goes, yeah. Yeah, I like that. I'll bring my boyfriend. He loves movies. Dude, our whole theater was clapping and applauding, and as I'm applauding, I said, oh, my God, they're going to get raked across the coals for this. And they are. So you know what? Support the movie. Support gay freedom. Whatever. I don't know. Then I'm really tired, kids. So it's time to wrap this puppy up for another week. Like I said, there's no voicemail this time around. Um... Oh, but hey, hold on a second. I just realized I can't talk about Paranorman without talking about some other things because this was, as I mentioned before, a VIP screening set up by Rich and the folks at the Dark Side Horror Movie Meetup Group. And as I said in my recording when uh, we were talking about the... What the hell was that shitty movie? The Apparition last week. That Rich has gotten sly to me. Like he'll, he's all in his best behavior when he sees me now. So I can't find anything stupid that he does to talk about on the show and embarrass him. But, and this time was not an exception. This was actually before the apparition. So he was still like, oh, I'm going to not do anything. I'm not going to sit anywhere near him. I'm not going to look at him. So he sat down all the way down the road from Bradford and I, way, way, way away from us. And I was pouting. I was very sad. However, Rich felt the need to get up not once, not twice, but three times before the movie even started. And he had to do his little skitchy-coo, skitchy-coo down all the way down the aisle, putting his butt directly in our faces. His butt was in my face not once, but twice, but three times. And normally, he'll be sitting across the row from me, and I'll say something really intelligent and funny, and he's so stupid, he'll just be looking at me with his big bald head, and his eyes are like, blink, 
blink, blink, blink, blink, all blank and shit because he doesn't get it. But now he's like scooching by us with his buttocks going in front of us. And, you know, now instead of getting his big ball head, I got his big ball butt in my face. And there was something going blink, 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 blink. But I don't think it was his eye. I'm going to leave that there. Now I'm really tired and a little nauseous. Now it is time to wrap this puppy up for another week. Uh, homework. Homework assignment? Oh. Um, no homework. For the, oh, yeah. I did give out a homework assignment to, talk, to watch the movie Outcast. I gave it out on the Facebook pages um, so you can call in and play along at home. It was supposed to be for this episode, but I just don't have the energy. So I'm going to do it now. Uh, there's a movie called Outcast. It's available on Netflix Instance. It's a story of ancient Irish magics running amok in modern-day Scotland, and I thought it was a really interesting film. And I'd love for you to watch it at home and call in for the live show, which I'll get to in a minute, and share your thoughts with it, thoughts with me about it. And here's why. Because I thought it was an exceptional movie. The problem is I couldn't talk about it without spoiling it. So do yourself a favor. Don't do much research about it. Try not to watch the trailer, even though there's no spoilers in it, because... Part of the fun of the movie was watching everything unfold and putting the pieces together, and you're like, oh, oh, okay, that's how that's working. Oh, 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 that's what that's for. That's sort of, the fun of discovery is what made this movie for me. So, Outcast, check it out. Now, I just mentioned something about a live episode. Yes, our next episode is going to be live. I'm sorry, my mind blanked out for a second. Okay, courtesy of the folks over at Pride48.com, I'm going to be broadcasting live as part of the Pride 48 celebration. For 48 hours straight, they have gay podcasts for all around the world strutting their stuff through their networks. So, if you have nothing to do, on Sunday, the 16th of September, at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, then you head on over to www.pride48.com, join the chat, and hang out with me and Seder as we discuss the movie Bite Marks and whatever the hell you want to talk about. And you can communicate with us live during the show via the chat, and it will be very exciting. So do that. Okay? So um, until next time, Screamers continue to make the world a creepier place, and my grandma's in the home right now, so she's tired. So bye. <laughs> Some of the music for tonight's program has been provided by Mavio's Music Service. Check them out at music.mavio.com, bitches! <laughs>